Welcome to Talking the Walk, real people seeking a real God. We're marching on through to the holiday season with episode 7. In this episode, we're going to try out a new segment that we're going to play with appearing on and off throughout this podcast. Um, It's a bit of a sermon response segment, and most of them will be rather short and potentially among other segments in the podcast. I know right now it seems like we're experimenting with a segment via each episode, But we're hoping to kind of mix some of these up to create a half hour of variety segments that you'll see. And uh, this will be uh, hosted by none other than Dave Miller, whom uh, was featured in episode six. So if you're not acquainted with him, you can go back and uh, listen to episode six and find out a little bit more about Dave. But he, every week, will be gathering a group of people around a table to discuss what was just preached as as a sermon, as a lesson on a Sunday morning here at the Champaign Church of Christ. And so we're going to dive right in and focus on two of the Christmas-type series lessons that were given uh, here recently. Uh, The first was on the joy of Christmas. And around the table we have Dave, of course, um, Cody, Derek, and myself. I was in the room, happened to be there, turning on the equipment, and stuck around and responded to the message. So enjoy uh, this little uh, brief segment of Sermon Response. Okay, we're responding to the 1129 post-Thanksgiving message given by Tracy uh, about, what was it called? The Joy of Christmas. The, <laughs> the joy, joy of Christmas, of Christmas the was the title. The present and the future. And what an analogy, oh. too. Was it like the ghost of Christmas past, the ghost of Christmas yeah. present? The ghost he, of Christmas he didn't future. explicitly talk about that, but there was definitely a tie-in to Charles Dickens. <laughs> definitely <laughs> yeah, Dickens. Charles Dickens' motif. I know. We, our minds what automatically go there when you do something like past, present, future. Well, you, I mean, Christmas, past, present, future, you almost have to. <laughs> he, he did make the point, though, that he was talking about the Christmas story mm-hmm. and about there's, there's a before, there is a middle – uh, well, there was a beginning, middle, and end. Yeah, mm-hmm. and so he said, you know, with with uh, the Christmas story, there's a before, and uh, a present, and the future. There's right. a past, present, and future. Right, right, right. So very so. typical kind of way to tell a story. Sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Beginning, right. middle, and end. Right. And then he imaged what our thoughts are about Christmas as he went through. Yeah. Right. Like you know, what what do you typically think of? I know. I remember when I was a kid. I mean, we'd pull out the JC. This back in catalog days, the JC Penny catalog, and what was another catalog? Sears, probably. Sears, yep, the Sears catalog. And so, as kids, we'd circle everything we wanted Uh and just kind of inconspicuously, non-inconspicuously, slip it to mom and dad. Wow, that's like straight out of a Christmas story. (laughs) Yeah, when he like folds it to the right page Mm -hmm. and he like puts it on his mom. And you got to prioritize it because you don't know how much you know how much giving. Momentum, mom and dad are going to have that year. So, yeah, <laughs> get a number I'm off as most important, least important. That's right. Oh, That's man. Right. I, what do I think about when I think about Christmas? I guess I immediately think about like food and like mm-hmm. full meals and just, you know, nothing in between. Off to grandmother's house. Yeah, <laughs> right. The type of, well, it was mom and dad's house, but it was, yeah, yeah full meals. That's what I think of first. Mm-hmm. I don't know. What do you guys think of? Mm. A lot for me is family. We used to travel a lot. Uh-huh. And going back to see my dad and my mom, my grandparents, then my other grandparents. So there's a lot of traveling, mm. a lot of back and forth. Traveling family. Mm. 
Yeah, I think of red and green a lot. I think of family too. <laughs> red uh, and green. I think of red and I think of just the rich, warm <laughs> colors. You know, hmm. we normally uh, light a fire. We have a fireplace all year, and we only <laughs> use it you know, on Christmas Eve. Um, but yeah, I remember just the lights on the tree at night, and like those being on all night. Mm. My dad likes that for some reason, and my mom's like, "All right, well, the power bill's gonna Me go too. up." Like, <laughs> it's worth it's worth the memories. Yeah, it's worth we'll the memories. know when we're sleeping that the tree is on. Yeah, but if yeah, you got that great. red and green cue, then you could go back to Christmas at every stoplight throughout the year. Ah, there yeah. you go. <laughs> well. Yeah, the red and green together, I think. You know, mm. not yeah. not interchanging <laughs> with yellow in between. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, mine with two is family, definitely mm. family. There was a large, you know, amount of cousins would gather, and mm-hmm. uh, the parents would be upstairs. And it seemed like the women would end up in one spot, the men would end up in one spot. All the kids were downstairs mm. jumping on a bed, and there was a fireplace in the in the in the basement. Too. Nice. So we had. A bed we jumped on and a fireplace. <laughs> wow. All the things kids shouldn't be doing, we were doing. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> right around the fireplace. Yeah, I get that. The danger just fuels you. Oh, yeah. And there was the smell of grandmother's house. Grandmother's house mm-hmm. had a smell. Oh, definitely, yeah. <laughs> there's distinct smells everywhere. Mm-hmm. There's, just, there's a smell of this room. The podcast room. The podcast room. <sighs> yeah. We should... You can bottle it. <laughs> I wish. Fragrances of the champagne. Yes. Okay. So Tracy looked at songs. Santa Claus is coming to town, being one of them. Mm-hmm. Go tell it on the mountain and joy to the world, being the future. Silent Night, I think, was in there. Oh, yes. Right. Silent Night, yeah. yes. Mm-hmm. So I guess in some ways, you know, I was thinking a lot about, um, you know, Tracy made the point that oftentimes our depiction of Christmas and how Christmas, because I mean, what we just described was, um, I mean, not very religious or spiritual aspects of Christmas. Mm-hmm. It's all the kind of other stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and in many ways, what I think about when you think about like the roots of Christmas back to that, what, winter solstice celebration, what is it called? I forget. Um but it doesn't like December twenty twenty first or twenty fifth doesn't yeah, necessarily right. have its roots in something like extremely religious, sure. right? right. No, right. not really. It's just basically the darkest time of the year, and therefore there were some festivals and right. Christians co opted it. Mm-hmm. So I mean that was our first response. But what I was thinking about was Tracy made the point that oftentimes our Christmas kind of spiritual depiction is just like baby Jesus. And I was thinking of like Talladega Nights or whatever. What did he say there? Small, six pound, eight six ounce pound. baby Jesus. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Baby Jesus, pray to the good baby Jesus. But like that's all we think about, right? And yep. he, he, I think he, his comments forced us to think further into like beyond that little baby moment mm-hmm. where like also just think about like what does that baby mean? Like what does it represent? The fact that God became flesh. And that's mm-hmm. that's a big statement. But then also he talked about so that was Christmas past. Then present is I, I kind of forgot what present was. Can, do you guys who have notes? Can, yeah, this can one he referenced. Uh, Go tell it on the mountain, and kind of that idea of uh, you know we we have the gospel, we have the message of Jesus, and that's you know, yeah. mm-hmm. us now while we're here in the present. It's our our mission. You know, it's the great commission of. Of Jesus to go tell it, go go spread the gospel. The reference is uh, Corinthians, Second Corinthians as well. Uh, and my my only note for that verse was always being renewed. You know, we're being renewed continually, inwardly. Mm. Uh, I think is what something he talked about. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm. 
Well, so just that just the idea of pushing me past the the manger scene, yeah. I think was really really helpful because I'm one of those people that likes Christmas kind of, the idea of Christmas all year year round. I don't get like sick of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't listen to Christmas music in the summer or something. Mm-hmm. But you know, I like the the feeling of it. I'm very fond of it. So. The thought that, you know, there's this story that Christmas tells that's not just a little manger scene mm-hmm. um, that's celebrated at the end of December mm-hmm. and around the solstice. Like, that's, I think that's a powerful idea. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, I thought it was interesting, too, the way he spoke of, like, in, was it John? Where he just, John just jumps right to it. Boom. You know, and not so much the, the story behind or the or the right. manger scene, but okay, here's right. Jesus, here's, here's why he's here, mm-hmm. you know. So Luke really spells it out, and he talks yeah. about all the players and where they are, yeah. and how, they, and that's where we get that whole manger yep. scene story yep. with the three wise men and stuff, but John just goes. Yeah, and that makes me think about, you know, Tracy also mentioned, you know, that he's, you know, he's a gift giver and a gift receiver. In the Bible, I mean, it addresses no matter what your love language is, you know, I think the Bible, you know, whether you're, more historical need all the facts or whether you're touchy feely or you know whatever emotional based you know it touches it all mm. so mm. Yeah, you've got the different angles of the it's story. always a balance of those things isn't it yeah knowing the facts but also knowing the heart behind them mm-hmm. well definitely i think so motivation yeah, yeah. Mm. what'd you take away from it cody well i'm trying to find the last the future um there's the last scripture i think with the future i can't go back to it um, in Thessalonians, yep, First Thessalonians five twenty three, uh, which says, "Do not quench the spirit; do not treat prophecies with contempt, but test them all. Hold on to what is good, and reject every kind of evil." I like the how we kind of put it in the um, the last. I think it was the future part where he's pointing forward to Christ coming back, mm-hmm. but also you know I think this was a combination of the present and the future, where you know to hold on to the scriptures, but go after it. Do not quench the spirit; like don't don't hold it back. You know, this time is not just for Santa Claus and elves and that, you know, the elf movie and the Christmas story marathon and like all this stuff that we're used to. There's more than that. Hmm. Um, and, it, you know, it's partly, you know, joy to the world. The Christ or Christ has come that, you know, the baby is being born. Um, and for me, it's like I'm I'm expecting my son in five weeks. Mm-hmm. And so it's like Here comes a baby. Jesus is coming in five weeks. It's ah. not, it's not really Jesus. <laughs> yeah, it's Liam, very closely aligned. Call me Zeus will be his nickname. Um, <laughs> but you know, just just to think of that, you know, he's coming. It's in five weeks. You know, there's all this preparation. We're building stuff. We're preparing. You know, it's mm-hmm. it's kind of bringing more. There's more depth. There's more meaning now to this time of year. You know, and what what that would have been like if you're expecting the Son of God, like. Yeah, I've got the Son of God in my uterus. Uh, we got the pair. You know? <laughs> <laughs> like, whoa! I mean, I don't know if she really understood it, but just the right. magnitude—it just—it it makes you speechless. You know, you're just so ready for it, and you're—you just want to be there, and you want to give, and you want to receive. And, but in a, and I'm also that. seeing what you're saying. Uh, Tracy's kind of like theme song was "Joy to the World" and mm-hmm. how Jesus is mm-hmm. his King, and he's going to come back one day. And I also mm-hmm. hear what you're saying in that second. Uh, Thessalonians, right? Mm-hmm. Second Thessalonians. First, well, first Thessalonians. Thessalians. Sorry, First Thessalonians scripture is, you know, we're not all just sitting around going, oh, that's going to be great. Okay, we'll just sit on our hands and wait till Jesus comes back and, and then he'll be formally king and, you know, he'll both be our earthly king and our spiritual mm-hmm. king and all that. And um, But there's there's much to be done. It's like, mm-hmm. you know. Uh, I think of a song by Journey. 
what is that? <laughs> <laughs> Don't stop believing. Don't stop yeah. believing. I think he could have really stop. done like different songs. I mean, this is great holiday songs, but you know, other songs that relate to it. Hold on <laughs> to that feeling. <laughs> Christmas feeling. I love. <laughs> you that. Can do a parody. I love that. Okay. All right. Let's Hold bring Journey into the Christmas season. <laughs> <year. laughs> Hold on to Journey all year round. <laughs> you know what you were making me think about when you were talking about that, Cody? Is if Jesus was to come back right now, what would he say? He'd say. You know, I, I just imagine him saying, well, I noticed you have a good number of traditions. <laughs> and then he would challenge us somehow. Yeah, you know? that's true. Like, what have you done with this? Test you know, them. What, yeah. So, invite people in. Have you fed those people, Bob, with all that food? And the whole, whole <laughs> nah, to be like, that's a good point. Dude, no. think, of, think of all those that don't have that kind of food. Yeah. yeah. Hmm. Definitely challenging. Yeah. Hmm. So, and then he ended with uh, the fact that we're sanctified or set apart. Mm-hmm. We're special to God, and He wants us to be set apart. Uh, so, you know, and that I, I love that word sanctification and just the meaning behind that. Being set apart by God for a special purpose. And uh, I just, you know, I love to think about that and think about what, you know, and just kind of help allow that to move me to where God can use me, mm. you know, based on the circumstances that He's placed each of us in, because it's unique mm. for each and every one of us. I mean, even the four of us in this room, even though we're in the same city in the same time frame, we're still in very different situations. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I think of, you know, often I think he, so he uses this analogy of the like pecan pie mm-hmm. at home waiting mm-hmm. for his wife yeah, mm-hmm. and how it was set aside to be special. Mm-hmm. And I think um, that metaphor put me in the <laughs> put me in the mind of the piece of pie. <laughs> And help me you, to think you like are a glorious and just, slice I'm just a little piece of pie, but but there was so much care taken after me and mm-hmm. thought and like you said, like set aside for something special mm-hmm. and how it's very it's unique for every single one of us. Um and I thought a lot about like, okay, so how does this tie into kind of the Christmas story, this big and it fits into this future thing. Like mm-hmm. well, not we're not set aside to wait on our hand like sit on our hands, mm-hmm. but we are still special in that so that like we have a role in this. Mm-hmm. Um and I, I just gravitated a lot towards that. Yeah. Yeah, I almost like uh <clears throat> it's kinda weird what uh is it's kind of a weird metaphor, but uh, you can almost think of it as Jesus coming in, in the same sense of like getting married. It's like this great event is happening and you get together and you celebrate it. You celebrate it every year. Uh, but it's indicative of what is going to happen for the rest of your life. Mm-hmm. And Jesus coming changed the world forever. Mm-hmm. Uh, now you made the sacrifice on the cross. And that, that of course, is when you know we're, we're able to reconnect with God and stuff. But just him coming is like it's almost like uh, getting into the school you want for college or something like that. It's so uh, it's something you celebrate because it's a huge accomplishment and it's this huge uh, you know moment in your life, but it's very um, uh, indicative of what is going to happen in your life. Uh, you know how life is going to be different, what what's going to be better about mm-hmm. it and stuff. And I think there's a lot of hope in that. I think mm-hmm. the idea of uh, us being sanctified uh, is is uh, gives me a lot of hope because it you know lets me know that God has something. For me to do while I'm here, you know, God mm-hmm. has a plan, and I'm not just, you know, going around and going to school for no reason, or you know, talking to people about Jesus for no reason. There's, there's a reason. Mm-hmm. There's a plan for my life. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was thinking about uh, some of that, just kind of an angle on that when we were down in service. I was thinking about, you know, what's my role? You know, as I looked out over the people, I just thought, what's my role? Yeah, you know, what's my role here? 
And this mm-hmm. past this past weekend, I, I I spent yesterday all day with my granddaughters. You know, what's my role here? Mm-hmm. You know, and just thinking, you know, what we, I need to be willing, because we are different, and to be different. And Jesus was different. And, you know, Jesus stepped out and was willing to offer something different. And that's, you know, I think what we need to do for the people around us as well is offer them something attractive, you know, be all things to all people. But at the same time, we're sanctified. We're set out. We're different. We're, mm. you know, we're set apart for something. And what and what is that? And I think what can stop us is the, our, the fear, you know, of being different. The fear of, you know, a lot of times I think it's just a comfort thing. We just don't want to be different. We just want yeah. to sit back and be comfortable. It's enjoying. lonely being that piece of pie on yeah. the counter. Yeah. <laughs> a little old piece of pie. Do you buy? Yeah. No, I don't want to be eating my Cody. No. <laughs> okay. So, and then one of his final things was, are we acting like we are chosen? We will be given the crown and we'll, be, and we'll become like Jesus, holy and completely sanctified, even with a new body, to live with God forever. This is the joy of Christmas. Boom. Looking Mm. forward to more in the series. Yeah. There you have it. A bit of response to the sermon on the joy of Christmas. Of course, you can listen to that message in its entirety to have a little background on what we're talking about uh, on our media website, champagnechurch.tv. And the link will be in the description of this podcast here for easy navigation. We're going to roll on through and try another certain response here to the most recent message here at the Champagne Church. It was on uh, the hope of Christmas. We're on a bit of a theme here leading up until uh, the Christmas holiday. And joining us on that discussion is uh, Dave leading the discussion with Ella, Peter, and Caitlin. Enjoy. We want to just go ahead and, you know, talk about what is it in this message that stood out to us. So whoever would like to start. Well, I will uh, go ahead and start, Dave. Thank you so much for allowing us to be a part (laughs) of this great discussion. Uh And, you know, this morning was so exciting and it was so encouraging because uh, Tracy, first of all, he just started by you know, helping us to understand what hope is, because sometimes, you know, we don't always have the right definition, but he said, you know, hope is a feeling of expectation and the desire that something is going to happen that's very favorable. And one of the key points that really stood out to me is that during this Christmas season, it's not just about celebrating Christmas itself, but it's all about the hope that Christ has given us. And and not just that hope, you know, when Christ first came to the earth, but it's that hope that we still have right now that's emanating in our lives and everything that we're doing and that we can draw from that right now with, um, you know, whatever we're going through. And this is not a time to be depressed or or to be, um, you know, downcast about anything. But just knowing that during this season and all throughout the year, I mean, we still have that hope. So mm-hmm. that, that just fired me up today, Dave. Very good. Very good. Thank you. Thank okay. you. Awesome. Yeah. I remember him talking about optimism. And, uh, and in particular, um, you know, as that comes to our own growth, you know, he talked about the vine dresser and, uh, I remember growing up, 
my dad had a grapevine in the backyard. Actually, we had a grapevine along one perimeter. We had our, some raspberries along another, and then about a quarter of the yard was strawberries. So we were always growing something. But we spent a lot of time out there, and it was work, and we were in the heat, and you know we took we took care of it. We had to trim and and watch the grapevine, and you know, et cetera, et cetera. But those would eventually become mostly grape jelly, and my dad liked to make a little wine too. Mm-hmm. So. You know, the end product was, you know, we had benefit from the end product, but mm-hmm. the work involved in seeing the vine through uh, was a lot of work. Yeah. But I also remember him talking about when he, because I don't remember when he first started the vine, but when he first started the vine, there wasn't fruit for a while. Yeah. So he had to take care of it, you know, make sure everything was going right. And then, you know, I just, as he talked about that, I thought about how that applies to us, mm-hmm. about how that applies to our growth. Right. Uh, in one, learning, uh, you know, about appreciating Christ and becoming a Christian initially, and then about, you know, our life as Christians and growing. And uh, I remember him pointing to somebody in the audience and mentioning, yeah, you know, God's got a lot of pruning to do with you, but over the years you're going to grow. And I remember when I first came to the church, somebody saying, hey, it's like they gave me hope. Like, right. you're going to do, you know, God could use you to do great things. And I'm like, I didn't see what they saw. Right. I, I didn't have that vision. So, yeah. I mean, much like the grapevine, I guess, that doesn't have, <laughs> you know, does you know, it doesn't know what it's going to become, right. but it becomes a lot of things to a lot yeah. of people. Okay. Yeah. I think, um, yeah, going off what Ella was sharing, I think it definitely fired me up too, because I really liked just from the get go when he was just sharing about how, Sometimes when life gets tough and things are rough that we can blame God, we can, you know, really run from God when he's who we really need to be getting Mm -hmm. close to. And Mm -hmm. um, just kind of like recognizing for myself how kind of as a younger man, when times were rough, I would, you know, I'd be frustrated. I blame, you know, other people for those situations. I blame myself. I blame God. And then um, since becoming a disciple, sometimes I just times would be tough and I would just be like, all right, just, just get through it and just let's get this time over with. And I wouldn't really have a good attitude. I'd just be Mm -hmm. still frustrated, but I just, you know, I'd, I wouldn't, you know, totally, you know, blame somebody about it and kind of recognizing, you know, with the scripture he shared in Matthew seven, that those times, you know, were really meant to, you know, have that foundation and go to God and, and when those storms come, because God doesn't say the storms won't come if you're with me or not Mm -hmm. with me, the storms are coming either way. Um, but are we still going to put the word into practice and really have that hope in God through those times that, you know, God is refining me and am I looking for how he's refining me in those right. times? And, and really that challenged me, like, am I really trying to do that? Cause I know sometimes at work, it's just, man, I just want to get through this day because right. these kids are all over the place. Oh, yeah. right? It's just so tough. Yeah. I don't know. I, I got to call mom and figure out what's going on at home. <laughs> like the, he's so different today or something, but mm-hmm. kind of recognizing that, you you know, I, I want to take, you know, the things and the storms as they come and really just go to God and say, God, I trust you with this. I have hope in you that, you know, Jesus is is my Lord and and um, really looking to see how, um, you know, I'm being refined like that gold, like it talks about in First Peter. I was thinking about that scripture as he was um, just preaching and it definitely like inspired me to kind of take things to a higher place and really kind of check my heart. Um, Mm -hmm. What am I doing through the storms? Because there's, you know, everybody has something going on in their lives. Um, Mm -hmm. But 
I think, you know, God really has a, has a purpose for those times. And so it was definitely uh, inspiring for me, too. And I was glad I was there. Yeah. Right. And, and, you know, as you talked about that, I thought about, you know, the, uh, you know, the ones that were closest to Jesus. They were with him in the boat and Peter was in the boat and and the storm came on the sea. And, it, yeah. and then it makes me think about, OK, what I because you're right, we all go through storms. Right. Mm -hmm. But, you know, some of us are looking to God and some of us aren't looking to God. Or there's yeah. times that we're not looking to God the way we could be looking to God. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And the question is, is do we want to go through the storm with God? Or go through the storm without God. Yeah. You know? <laughs> or even, yeah, even in um, my house church this last week, um, a sister was sharing some great stuff about how you don't want a situation, you don't want to become a situation that happens. You know, you don't want to become right. embittered by something and now you're just angry yeah, or right. holding something, you know, mm. against someone forever, but rather letting, you know, the situation mold you. And, and uh, so I, I was thinking about mm -hmm. this one sister's thoughts, too, during the message, because it's just all been really connecting in really good ways. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because yeah. Yeah. all these things, it's just like back in the vine again. It's, yeah. you know, it may be painful at the moment, but it, right. it's for it's for the good. Mm -hmm. yeah. Absolutely. Right. Very good. Yeah. Uh, I know for me, the part that really stuck out to me was when Tracy was talking about, I think it was his grandfather who was sick and he wasn't eating and uh, mm. his grandma kept calling him and saying like, you know, he's not eating. What can you do? So Tracy talks to his grandpa and he's like, why aren't you eating? And he's like, everything just tastes really bland and I don't like it. And uh, he kind of connected that to how we can be with God when God's trying to feed us food and how um, it might not be what we like all the time or mm -hmm. it doesn't wow. necessarily like taste good. And so we shy away from it. And I think uh, that's kind of been me lately, if I'm being honest. I think I've been kind of struggling with like, I don't really know what to read right now. Nothing's really sticking out at me when I'm reading. I just feel kind of like blah. I don't really, you know, know. And um, I love the point where he was saying, you know, what the shepherd uh, gives us might not always like taste good, but it's probably what we need. Right. And how um, just because maybe something isn't sticking out at me, that doesn't mean I should just give up altogether and not right. be reading my Bible or allow, you know, what Peter was just saying, my situations at work or whatever, my stress level um, to really depend on how much I'm going into God. And um, I think that was really good. I think in that moment, I was kind of just like, wow, like, I don't think I even realized while like, you know, last couple of weeks that I had been kind of shying away from God, I had been um, not reading as much or going to God as much in my situations. Um, but just hearing that, like, yeah, I'm definitely doing that. That's something that is definitely happening in my life. And I think just being even more aware of it um, to kind of turn around and look at what is God trying to give me? Yes, I'm stressed out. Yes, I'm maybe at a loss at what to be reading right now. But that just means I need to go even more in and just really be looking like, God, what are you trying to teach me? Where is my heart at? What is it you're trying to show me? You know, instead of kind of being like, I feel a little uncomfortable mm -hmm. right now in this mm -hmm. bottom and I'm just kind of kind of like sit back and watch what's going on. So, yeah, I thought that was really good. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So getting getting the things that we need. Mm -hmm may not it may not taste good it may yeah. we may not feel great about it at the time right. but if we're stuck in a in a rut or in a habit or in a sin mm -hmm. that isn't obviously isn't good for us yeah the best thing to do is something different you know uh so yeah great thank you thank you caitlin so thank you everybody any yeah. anything else that anybody would like to share i would say just in closing um the one thing that tracy mention is that I mean just from the beginning that the devil is already defeated mm. and with the shepherd there's hope so we always have this hope 
you know, in God. And as long as we stay close to the shepherd, we don't have anything to worry about. So that's right. Very good. Well, that, thank you so much. Thank you, everybody. And have a Merry Christmas. Thank you. Thanks, you too. too. <laughs> Thanks to the whole gang for their responses on the hope of Christmas. I hope that you've enjoyed this uh, brief kind of experiment with a segment that we're hoping to do more frequently. It's going to be short, uh, embedded within larger podcasts. Of course, you can listen to that most recent message, The Hope of Christmas, back on our website, champagnechurch.tv. We also put up the sermon, just audio-only files uh, via iTunes and other podcast subscribers. Um, You can find out all that information on champagnechurch.tv if you'd like to just regularly get those sent to your devices. And we're going to keep pressing on through uh, the winter season here, gearing up for the holidays. So look out for another episode next Tuesday and appreciate everybody listening. And please feel free to reach out and give some feedback. Join in on the discussion yourself in terms of uh, weighing in on various messages that come through. Uh, The goal behind the sermon response kind of segment is not to just give microphones to four people, but to just sort of stir the pot and start the conversation uh, as we talk that walk and, and really try to live out what Jesus is trying to call us to be.